Do you believe in the gods? Lucan said. Livio gave him a look. What? the young man said. Are you not religious? Lucan pretended to be teasing, but such things intrigued him. Some of his fellow slaves worshipped the god of the Jews, but most either believed in the Roman gods or none at all. You know better than to discuss such things, Lipio said, especially with your elders. You're saying it's none of my concern? Of course it isn't. It's personal, and there are enough other things to be thinking and talking about. Such as? You're the educated one. Aren't you interested in all the cultures that come together in this city? Lucan saw people of seemingly every race bustling about. The slaves were obvious. Many were branded and marked, even shackled. All went about their work quickly, eyes cast down, followed by masters with sticks and whips. No wonder strangers who learned that Lucan was the son of slaves seemed to wince or even grimace, as if discovering he had been stricken by some plague. I've never seen our master treat his slaves like that, Lucan said. And you won't, Lipio said, pulling into a line that included velvet-draped carriages bearing dignitaries, covered trailers laden with who knew what kinds of imported goods, and pedestrians. Theophilus is most excellent in that regard. What other master would allow the likes of us such freedom? Why does he? Lipio kept his eyes on the vehicle ahead and pulled the reins. It has to do with his stoicism. Don't ask me to explain it, because unlike you, I do not deem it polite to discuss it with him. But I believe he sees all men as equals, even though clearly we are not. Yet isn't it nice to be treated that way? The broad expanse of stone pavement extended nearly thirty feet across and was lined on either side by tiled roofed porticos twenty feet high and thirty feet thick. Hundreds milled beneath these, sheltering themselves from the sun. Lucan stared at the decorations of marble and mosaics, along with the statues under the colonnades, as the wagon slowly and noisily made its way past temples. One was gold-paneled, and there was a circus, Roman baths, and several theaters. The majesty of the city finally began to give way to plainness and eventually squalor. This Lucan found fascinating. Look at all the soldiers, Lipio. You know, the Roman legion commander here is second in power to only the emperor himself. Well, he has his hands full in this district, doesn't he? Lipio made a clicking noise and yanked the horses until they sidled into a narrow side street lined with five-story buildings pressed close together. Each had row upon row of shuttered windows, behind which, Lucan knew, the poorest of the population lived. Not far from the river, they rumbled past a synagogue. As the wagon slowed to a crawl and Lipio navigated yet another tight turn, Lucan overheard men praying. One thanked God that he had not been born a Greek, a slave, or a woman. Why would he say that? Lucan said. Don't ask me, Lipio said. Like you, I was born two of those three, but I would rather be a slave under Theophilus than live here a free man, wouldn't you? Lucan nodded. I am grateful I was not born a woman, though. Lipio laughed. Me too, Luke. 
That would be too great a burden. When finally they reached the Orontes, Lucan saw small craft laden with oil and wine and cloth and spices and grain and nuts. These would be transported to larger ships at the harbor on the Mediterranean for trade around the world. Lipio steered the wagon toward a man standing in the sand by huge pallets stacked with marble slabs. The man looked relieved. I let the ship sail on with the rest of its cargo, he said, praying you would arrive, and I would not be left here guarding this all day while finding no other buyer. Do not fret, friend, Lipio said. My master is trustworthy. While Lipio was completing the transaction, the slaves clambered down and began loading the marble onto the wagon. Lucan helped the best he could, but the loads were so heavy he knew he wasn't making much of a difference.